thank you for joining us at Youthology Resources. This is episode 51, and this is part two of our discussion on mental health and wellness. And you can go back to uh, last week's um, uh, episode 50. You can kind of catch up with us if you haven't seen that yet, where we deal with um, four approaches for youth leaders to help students through uh, mental health issues and kind of broke those down. Number one was to help students understand their worth. Number two was to help students to understand how important their words are. Wow, I mean, all of us need to understand that and uh, positivity versus negativity and those kind of things. And number three was wellness. And uh, that's not just spiritual wellness. Um, that includes physical wellness. That includes our um, social, relational wellness, right? Our circles and the kind of people we're hanging around with and the kind of people that we have speaking into our life. I mean, how critical is that? Um, into nutritional and exercise and um, also clinical health. So we, we dealt with um, that a little bit and how, how those disciplines and our wellness can help shape our emotional quotient right some of us have great emotional quotients and and uh, that's that's pretty stable others it's uh, shifting and circumstantial and maybe a little bit um, uh, chemical right imbalances or whatever we have to uh, take care of ourselves with wellness but then that issue um, leads us to that last area so it was uh, worth and words and wellness and then we and basically what we talked about there is our circle of friends and the community of people that we have around us. How important is the university of learning and the university of strength and the university of education, the university of framework, all these people that are around us that we can learn from and we can get strength from. And one of the things we talked about last week was the importance of referral and that referral is not failure, okay? Referral is not failure. So that is a really critical uh, point from last week, and uh, we blogged on that, so you can, you can kind of read on that too at youthology.com. But I'll give you the resources at the end, okay? So what I'm gonna do in uh, episode 51 here on mental health and wellness is deal with uh, signs. So we've dealt with some of these approaches and how we can help students. Uh, what about taking the guess out of it and looking at the kind of things that you would see, uh, not necessarily triggers, but once that depression has set in or um, instability has set in and that emotional instability has set in, um, what, what are some of the signs we can look for to help us uh, in, as youth leaders with teenagers? So. I'm going to give you several, um, and you'll kind of see how they range. Okay, so let's go there. Um, uh, you know, before we do that, let me give you the definition, okay, the definition for depression. I know that all mental health is just depression, but uh, you'll see where, how that relates to a lot of the things we're going to talk about. Um, uh, so when you look at uh, the different, what I did is I put together about four different sources from Webster's to um, all, all the way through uh, uh, Britannica, 
and uh, the Urban Dictionary, okay? I wanted to get uh, as broad of a definition of depression as we could get. And I came up with this, a severe dejection, sadness, okay? Um, confusion and fear, a severe uh, dejection, sadness, confusion and fear that is considered long-term. It's not short-term. And it's really a critical point as I was studying this and reading some mental health journals this week. One of the things that we have to do is to help students see that uh, their moods, their drama, the circumstantial things that happen around them is not necessarily depression, okay? Um, generally, those who are in the clinical field will see depression as something that lingers, okay? So that's a really important point, that we can help students get past the circumstantial, the momentary, okay? The momentary uh, sadness or dejection or confusion or fear, the, uh, that, you know, the emotional flights that take place uh, circumstantially, experientially, whatever, right? Bad news or whatever. So just with that definition, I want, hopefully that will help you as we look at the different signs that you might see in young people. And, um, and then we're going we're gonna to end with uh, a chapter that I think is really good from the Bible that will help you as youth leaders, maybe even create a series. You, you'll see where I'm going with that. Okay, so, all right. Number one, poor academic um, achievement. That could be missing classes. That could be, uh, you know, attendance. It might just be performance and not, not attendance. Maybe they're going, but their, um, their grades have dropped um, and, like uh, increasingly, okay? Number two, withdraw. Withdraw from family and friends. Withdraw from their circle, okay? That's that area of isolation. And you'll be able to read along with us this week because I'm gonna deal with isolation. And you'll see where that comes from from our text that I'm gonna read in a minute too. Okay, so uh, isolation, uh, sadness and hopelessness. I wanna put those together because sometimes we can be sad and we can be emotional, but we don't lose hope. And oftentimes those who are dealing with depression have lost hope. And that is so important. Let me tell you a story. I had um, just finished a youth service one, one Wednesday night and a student came up to me and was really depressed and we were talking and one of their best friends while we were talking kind of noticed and came over and said, listen, I'm so glad that he came up and talked to you. Um, he's been wanting to commit suicide, you know, and kind of came out on this for his friend. And, you know, the friend kind of looked at him but then looked at me and said, yeah, I'm, I've just been so down and that's all I've been thinking about. And um, I have this plan this weekend and what, you know, and right there, I just interrupted him. And this is what I said. I said, you know what? Uh, man, there's so many people around here right now. Can, can we talk tomorrow? Can, can, can I pick you up after school tomorrow? Can we hang out tomorrow? And you should have seen his face. Like, it was like, uh, yeah. Like, like tomorrow? You know, you and me? I'm like, yeah, nobody else. You know, we won't get your friend here who just outed you. <laughs> that kind of thing. So, it, I, I mean... I wish you could have seen the countenance change. And that's what I mean by hope. Hope hope is so powerful. 
I really believe that hope is like a time clock. And what it does is it takes away that flight, that, um, let me call it quick twitch decision-making. When, when a student feels like there's just nowhere for them to turn or everything is against them and they don't know what to do, that's the moment when hope uh, turns the tables, changes their attitude. Now, so what I did was just tell him, listen, whatever you've been contemplating, let's put it off because if we put it off, then uh, th he's going to go to sleep that night, that Wednesday night. He's going to wake up, go through school. And what's on his mind? Oh, man, I'm having... Uh, donuts or whatever, you know, we went to, we ended up going to McDonald's and uh, it was in the wintertime. We just got some hot chocolate, right? So these are really important things for you to consider because I think oftentimes what happens is we forget the importance of tomorrow. Now, I know that maybe it's not the best thing to do all the time, but I'm telling you, when I picked this young man up, you, everything had changed. And just in that 24 hours, really 20 hours or so, what it, what it resulted was him seeing that, okay, I can process whatever I'm going through. And by the time I talk to Pastor Jeff, I'm not going to feel the same way. We laughed. We talked about how, his, how school was going, you know, the family situation. And you know what? That young man's countenance didn't just change that Thursday, 20 hours after I asked to see him. I didn't see him go through this public struggle or drama or flight uh, with depression ever again. And I know that it doesn't always happen that way, right? But this is one story about hopelessness. Um, here's another sign. One of the things that we have to look for is aggression or anger or uh, lashing out, you know. Um, be careful when you see that. That's, that's, a, that's another critical sign. Uh, another sign that I look for in teenagers when they're struggling with depression is uh, poor judgment, okay? And they make, the, uh, what I, and really what I mean by that is poor judgment that's made uh, in the moment. Poor judgment that is like, um, as soon as something happens, uh, they go, they crash and they go over the edge and they begin to make decisions that are not well-informed and that are made out of emotion or out of hurt. So look at poor judgment and see if you can uh, identify those kind of things that are going on uh, with teenagers. Uh, you know, that uh, decision-making that uh, you know is not right for them, okay? Uh, here's another one. W one of the key signs that I've noticed in just about everyone is that they have no one to talk to, okay? And if they do, it's the wrong people. It goes back to what we talked about in our last session, and I blogged on with the words, but I wanna take that further. There are some people that really have no intimate or close friend. And so uh, the way to counter that it not, is not only through proximity with you as a leader and that person, okay, that proximity, interest, uh, all right, the interest. Um, you have to get somebody else involved. I love watching a student come to me and we deal whatever the problem is. And for me to say, hey, uh, have you talked to, do you, have, do you have a spiritual friend? Is there anybody in your life, well, 
you know, not really. And then when I suggest a friend, they're like, oh, I, uh, I know that person. Uh, I mean, do you think they would hang out with me? I've seen that so many times. And so I, I want you to look for ways to broaden the circle and bring peer influence, peer accountability into uh, another person's life that might be struggling with isolation or loneliness or right, pulling away from friends. They, they're not speaking and talking because when teenagers begin to talk, okay, li really, listen, when teenagers begin to talk, they work things out because they're really resilient and they end up finding a, a resolution. And then they realize, I'm not alone. I've got somebody else that hold it. They went through the same thing I did. Of course they did. So anyway, I hope some of those signs help. And this is what I want to read to you. And I, youth leaders, I think this is really important. I want you to find a time in the next few months to squeeze this, um, this chapter into a series on mental health. Maybe it's one week. Maybe it's two weeks. Because you know this is at the height. Uh, this is a time-sensitive issue right now with everything that's been going on. And So anyways, it is Psalm 31. Verses 7 through 14. I'm not going to read it all, but I want you to see what David is talking about as he gets buried under his circumstances. And then we're going to finish. I'm almost done, so hang on, okay? And it says this in verse 7. I will be glad and rejoice in your mercy, for you have considered my trouble and my adversities and my enemy and my trouble. I'm just reading over and skipping through this. My grief and even my body and soul are hurting that's an interesting part there. For I am in trouble and, and I'm sighing. I'm wasting away because of my enemies and those who have spoken against me and my neighbors and those who are acquaintances to me and who have hurt me, right? All of this stuff. I am forgotten. So many people feel that, right? So in the midst of that, he says, uh, one more, I'm broken and fear is around me because I'm broken. Now listen, he David, after he shares that, then turns the corner and something happens. Listen to this. For even though I've heard the slander, and while others take counsel against me and scheme against my life, as for me, in the midst of all of this, I will trust in you, that you are with me through it. Isn't that powerful? I just love that. And it's a reminder that, listen, we aren't trouble-less or fear-less or uh, problem-less or uh, ad adversity-less, uh, all of those things. It's, it happens to all of us. It rains on the just and the unjust. And, and all of us go through something. So I just want to remind you that even though you're going through it, you're not going through it alone. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. Thank you again for joining us. You can go to youthology.com. You, uh, you can go to all of our social media, hit the link tree, the link tree, and it has all of our website information, uh, YouTube and iTunes and um, anywhere that you want to find us, you can get us there. The blog will be up here soon also, and then you'll see this posted uh, on the website and at YouTube. Will you join us at YouTube? Okay. All right. Hey, thank you. Again, this is Youthology Resources, and we'll be back next week with another topic. I don't know where I'm going, but we'll bring you a great topic next week, okay? 
So thank you for joining us and have a great week.